Hello, and welcome to the Anobi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pregelski. And today, Jeff, we have meet one of our all-star project managers, Gino Pack. Welcome, Gino. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I think Gino is our first project manager, isn't he, Jeff? I believe you are correct. The elusive project manager demographic. We finally get one. We like to sit in the background to make sure everything's running smooth. (laughs) And you're always busy, right? (laughs) That too. (laughs) When my cousin's a project manager at uh, at Notre Dame, she goes, you actually bill for project management? (laughs) 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 And I'm like, well, it's kind of important. You know, it just runs people's software, their ERP system. That's all. Right. The, the correct question, the correct response to that was, do they, does Notre Dame actually pay you for project management? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so, uh, but Gino, welcome. Uh, we're glad to have you on. And, uh, and for our listeners, we've, we've had, let's see, I know we've had pretty much members of our leadership team on. We've had John Grant and Holly's been on a couple times. She, she somehow finds ways to sneak on here more than other people, Gino. So, uh, if you want to get on again, I would ask her for some tips. <laughs> <laughs> She's a a people person, so she she loves she loves uh, talking to everyone. But I think Holly uh, kind of brought you over here or talked with you about coming over. Is that correct? Uh, She did. She did. I I, I met Holly uh, through Dynamics Communities Navug. And um, we were we served on the board together there. We also served uh, as chapter leader, as co-chapter leaders, not of the same region, but but a separate chapter. So I got to know her her there. I got to hear her passion for love working with the community, love working with NAV and Business Central in general. And I shared that same passion. I think my first time going to NAVUG, I spoke at two sessions there and I loved every second of it. And um, one day I got a message from her out of nowhere saying, hey, Gino, um, I switched over to the partner side and they're looking for project managers. Can you send your resume over to uh, my boss and we'll see if uh, we can get you on this side? And so I did. And that's how I came aboard. It just it was something I was not looking for another job at the time, but the opportunity arose and. I love. I'd been working with Nav for ten years at that time, and I, I was, I, I was like, you know, why not? Why not take this leap of faith? Nice. And as Holly says, she she brought you over to the dark side to the. Party. She's done that with a couple of people for me, <laughs> from what I hear. So. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm trying to think. Do you know how? So what month did you come on board last year? Um, I started in March of 2019. Oh, so you're coming on close to a year. Yeah, nice. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Well, well we're wonderful. And uh, so, Jeff, do you have any questions that you want to fire at Gino since we have him for about 20 to 30 minutes? What do you think? Um, let's see. Well, I guess um, this might be selfish, but for my own enlightenment, um, you said you worked with NAB for 10 years prior in what yeah. – um, so you're a project manager here at Inovia, but in what ways did you work with uh, – with NAV prior to joining us? Uh, So my previous job that I was with, um, I was at the company for 10 years and NAV was the primary ERP software that my previous company used. So I I worked at a company that primarily manufactured and distributed eyewear. 
So you go to the doctor, you see, you know, you are, you're on the board and you see all the, the frames that you get to choose from my, my company produced, designed, produced and distributed those frames for the eye doctors. And we use NAV. And I started there when I was just out of high school, I started in the warehouse picking orders and the company grew really, really fast and they were in need of an IT department. So I proposed a job description to my boss, the owner at the time, and I was made a director of IT for the company. And I was doing that for about six years. And, um, and, uh, I got to use NAV cause that was the core of our business. That was the central, uh, central, uh, 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 function of everything that we did all of our orders went through there all of our pick ticks came out tickets came out of there our customer information was in there so it was very very important to the way we did things and i had a great mentor i i worked with my previous partner closely and um and got to learn how to use the software i got to learn how to administer the software and I had a little bit of fun writing some customizations. I'm not a developer per se, but I can add a, <laughs> I can add a field to a page. Let's just put it that way. And okay, we might have to talk. We might have to talk <laughs> after. My demo environment needs a little help. So there you go. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, yeah, no, I just I fell in love with software. And then my previous partner said, you know, there's this user group that's out there, and uh, why don't you join it? And I joined and got to know the software even more from that. Very awesome. cool. And so, yeah. And I would say that um, from the perspective of, um, you know, just someone who's been at Inovia for the last 11 years that, um, you know, the, a big change and improvement in, uh, in our company um, has been the development of the project management team and, and how good you guys are at uh, at doing your job at you know ensuring that projects come in on time on budget and you know when there are extenuating circumstances or whatever staying on top of it so um i that's actually like when i, I look back over the last 11 years um and you know what has led to uh to our success i think that uh, besides the addition of steve waltz the uh, one of the other top three reasons is the project management team and, and how good you guys are so i'm happy that you're uh, a part of our team yeah i'm, I'm like i said I'm, I'm i'm very happy to be here it's it's turned into a, a passion of mine now, it's it's great to have smart people. So uh, I have Jeff on this list. I'm going to add you on this list. The people you do not want to play Jeopardy with. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> All these smart people, Jeff. I, I, I don't know how far I'd get. I got, a, I got out of high school and I put together an IT program and a plan. Next, you know, I'm running everything. So you know, it's it's great to have people like that. You know, and uh, well, that, that's that's very cool, Gino. And um, so a, a question I have for you. So did you ever do project manager? management prior to Anovia? I did. Yeah. So a lot of my role at my previous, uh, job was, um, I would consider it a project management role. Um, we had a long wish list of, of, uh, technology enhancements we wanted to do to our environment. And my job was to work with ownership to make sure that we prioritized that list and then executed them. So it was my job to, find the vendors and contract them to work with. It was my job to coordinate um, 
coordinate the execution of the projects. And while I was at the previous at my previous company, I I, I project led two nav upgrades as well. So from nav uh, nav 4.0 to 2009, and then from 2009 to 2016. So um, uh, I, I was involved as the project lead for both of those major projects. So is it fun dealing with adults that really are not motivated to do things? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's kind of like sales, right? Because uh, it's, you're de- it's people dealing with people. And if, they, if they're busy in their work, and here's this project manager trying to basically make the project, hey, look, you know, I know you got to do your job. I understand that, but, you know, we need to get this done to meet the timelines. And it's, you know, some people just, you know, like, don't like to be, what we say in sales, no one likes, no one likes to be told what to do. They want to know what to do. But I think sometimes as a project manager, do you have to give, how many, how many times do you have to give helpful reminders during the day? Is is, is that part of it or am I just, am I missing the mark? It can be, it can be part of it. And it depends on who you're working with. I've worked with people that, that, just didn't care to did, didn't care to no matter how temporary whatever task they had to do was to complete a project they didn't want to do it and then there's 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 other other people I've worked with that are like yeah this is going to be so much better once we're there i know it's going to be you know i know it's going to be a headache for a little while cuz i'm doing additional work but we'll get there and i i to be honest i love working with both types of people because even though you run into some people that may feel inconvenience, there's a way, there's a way to get them involved. And they, 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 they usually turn around in the end and realize that, that what they're doing is for the better. Um, and it's only temporary. So it's, it's, it's my job to work with everyone. Um, it's my job to understand everyone because everyone's in a different place. And it's my job to honestly be understanding that, yeah, that most people who are involved with these type of projects have full-time jobs. They're the CFO, they're, they're customer service. They're, you know, they're, they're, they have eight hour work days and try to fit in two hours of testing a day into an eight hour work day just sometimes doesn't work. So, so it's, 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 it's fun to, to work with a little bit of everyone. doesn't matter the type of culture that, that I'm working with. Uh, that's wow. Do you know, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear. I think, you know, we lose sight of it sometimes cause we, we kind of get in our silos, right? Everybody, here's my task. Leave me alone. Uh, I'm going to get focused on doing it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, we're doing a, you know, either, a, you know, a full-fledged ERP implementation, re-implementation, upgrade, doing an ISV, and now someone's day just got totally rocked, right? And yeah. and I I think uh, so. I know another job that I couldn't do. I, I told my wife just I can never teach junior high kids like she does. Now I know I can't be a project manager. <laughs> God bless you guys. <laughs> so well, cool. So uh, Jeff, what other questions do you have for Gino since we have one? Ooh, um, let's see. I've got some probing questions. So, um, from I, you know, as uh, as I've been an account manager and, and sold um, two or three projects in my entire career here, um, I'm interested in, in in what you could share with um, with our listening group about what you think from an end user perspective um, makes a make projects go better like what's important for a successful project from an end user perspective what do we what do you as a, an, a project manager 
um, want to see from a uh, from an end user to to make things go well. Good, good question. Um, so, I mean, a couple things off the top of my head, and this is just coming from personal experience, not just my limited time project managing here at at Anovia. Um, is communication is is key. Um, I think one, you know, from the beginning, starting off the project with a with a with a kickoff call that explains expectations. Um, uh, realistic expectations, not putting too much on each other. Um, if, if, you know, if they're struggling to get something done, be honest about it, talk about it. Um, uh, and, and, and to be honest, another big one is testing. You know what I mean? I think that's the big thing that probably would hold up most projects from moving forward is not the right testing. Okay. Um, UAT testing is very important in any project. And sometimes if UAT testing, UAT testing goes, goes south, that, that could, you can have a, a, a struggle during go live. So, and I, I think that still even comes down to communication. You know what I mean? I think communication is the, the central core of managing any project. You know what I mean? Because you're, you've got a group of tasks, you've got a group of you've got a bunch of tasks that need to complete. And then you've got people with all different knowledge sets, you know, like you have people who are good in the, in warehousing functionality. You have good, you have people that are good in the finance functionality. You have me who is a project manager who's here to lead the project. And then you have the developer, which I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't even begin to be able to discuss anything around development with them all coming together to try to reach one end goal. You know, so I think communication is is probably the core theme around what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say. Okay, and along those lines, then, um, do you find that every project has a different uh, requirement around communication? I mean, I've been involved in projects <laughs> where I swear I was copied on like. 30 emails in a day from a net. Um, and you know, it was, and it was because, you know, there was something that was critical and, but in terms of like, that's something that you work out with the end user in terms of what the, the, um, pace of communication is, is, um, you know, for the project. Yes. Um, so at the beginning of the project during the kickoff call, I, uh, we typically establish what's called a communication policy. And within that policy, it shows, you know, it shows, you know, all the key users from the customers or end users perspective, and then it shows all the key users on the Anovia side. And then there's a section that explains how communication is going to happen. So are, are there going to be weekly status calls? If so, who is going to be on them? Are there going to be weekly status reports? If so, who is going to be on them? I've had situations where I wanted customers where 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 the actual project management, where the project plan is managed from their side because they want their team's tasks included in the project plan as well. So it's it 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 really is just defined in that initial kickoff call how the customer wants. how how the customer deems it to be the most efficient. We typically provide recommendations. We do have, you know, your standard, you know, you'll get a status report weekly. We'll get, we'll have a status call weekly. But there are some customers who say, well, I don't need the status report because I can see the project plan. Or um, instead of a, a status call once a week, let's do it every other week because we know things are, are running fine. So so um, it, it, it differs between every project and, and what the customers or the end users requirements are. Got it. I will say that 
uh, this isn't uh, a, anything recent, but I, I would say that uh, that I, I've never heard a customer complain about um, too much um, communication. I have heard complaints about not enough. So I, I, I like, as I, I said earlier, could not agree more. And that's that's you know that's that's what that's one thing that I try to strive to do also is to make sure I'm uh, in communication with the customer consistently. And sometimes as you just mentioned, it could, it could be over communicating, but I want to make sure I'm not leaving the customer or the end user out of any information that they, that they would want to know. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and actually like, just so we're clear, like the, the days I was getting 30 emails from Annette, I mean, it was actually appropriate. I mean, like some, I think a, a important part of the success of projects is having a leader who is um, on both sides. Um, I mean, this is just guessing, but uh, on, on both sides that, you know, has the tenacity to, to get things done and stay on top of people. Because as you know, you mentioned the different people um, in the different moving parts that as a project manager, you have to align, you know, you, you've got the end user group, the partner, and then a lot of times you have ISVs and third parties. And, and that was the experience where she was having to stay on top of someone outside of the two main groups to, to get something done that was critical to the project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're bringing a bunch of the project managers, sort of the, the glue that's, that's bringing together individuals from many different parties into working on one project. And I think, you know, kind of what Jeff was going to is that you got some people that want to know every day what's going on and you probably got some people that are like, why am I getting all this communication? And so, you, you know, it's, I'm sure it's, it's a challenge, but I, you know, it's the mindset of people want to be kept in the loop of what's going on. Right. And yep. you know, mm -hmm. when, when I talk with people that are, you know, looking at Anovia, the number one thing I always hear them say is that they, they don't get back with me or they don't communicate, you know. And, you know, to me, I'll ask them, I'll take it a step further, like, well, I mean, in your mind, how long is that? And so when I hear them say two or three months, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> but, it's, but it is common. It's, it's a tough thing. And, you know, one of the things that um, when, I, when I present and talk about uh, strategy and, uh, you know, for companies to kind of that are trying to, you know, take, take the next level on sales is that, um, in, in most companies, 70 to 80 percent of projects are under budgeted. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you think about all these smart people, all these companies. But yet, why do companies always go on the low side of a budget? Like, so I was, um, as you guys know, and Gino's in Chicago, I'm a Cub fan. And I was reading an article, Gino, uh, about three weeks ago that uh, the Cubs are now at $1.1 billion. Wow. On the build around Wrigley Field, and the budget was six hundred million. But yet, Crane Kenny, the president, still has his job. So hey, he he blew it by a half a billion, and he, and he still got a job, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but the, the, how do you you know how do they miss the mark that much? And you know, is it human nature, or why is it? And because I, you know, and to give us like a typical project, you're working with somebody, and is it like a new car? You're going shopping for a new car. You're thinking I'm going to spend twenty five grand. All of a sudden, it's like oh, for another three grand. I can have a sunroof and, you know, and nice wheels. Oh, for another two grand on top of that, I can get all-wheel drive. Next thing you know, you're at 34 grand. You just blew your budget. But, I mean, I guess, how, how often do you deal with that side of things on the finances? On the finances? Um, so, I mean, it depends what type of the sales cycle it is at. If, if, it's, it's a, if, it's a signed, if it's a signed agreement and we're in the middle of a project, I think that a lot of it comes down to um, – 
you know, paying attention to budget. Um, it's very important. And that's part of what I deliver to the customer as part of their status is, okay, where are we at with budget? Where are we at with our tasks? Um, do I see anything that is creeping up close that's making me nervous? Um, and it's my job to make sure I'm staying on top of that and letting the the end user know that, that hey, we're coming close to budget on a particular area of the project. We that are, are we close to the end of that task to where okay maybe it's not that big of a deal or are we just beginning in the project and we just blew most of the budget on trying to complete it complete a portion of this task that we did not anticipate or that was not anticipated um so it's 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 important to me to make sure that the customer is is informed on where they're at when it comes to budget that was signed at the beginning of the project and uh, communicating that accordingly. And, and I think, and Jeff, you know, Jeff's been an account manager for a long time is that, you know, we, we try to set the right expectations for our customers and, you know, it's, you know, sometimes when we give them numbers, they look at us like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, this is what we think it's going to be. So, you know, when you try to scope it out, right? So if 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 if, if, if there's a number involved and, and we scoped it out correctly, did the right discovery, you know, it's part of our, you know, when we have our monthly meetings, right? We want to be on time and on budget. And I think as a company, we do a great job. But I but I always kind of wondered on the project side of things, especially when we have a newer customer, right? They kind of mm -hmm. see maybe what the software can do and they never really thought, oh, you know, maybe we didn't know what to ask or they didn't know what to tell us, right? So mm -hmm. as a project manager, you would say, okay, we're going to stay on scope in this project and we can talk about that later. Or, or how, how do those conversations normally go? Um, can you, can you repeat that one more time, Steve? I didn't catch it. I, I can't remember what I just said, but no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't <laughs> listening. <laughs> it sounded like you're making a point and then there was a question at the end that I didn't catch. That, that's right. I want to see if Jeff was paying attention, but he, he doesn't sometimes. I, well, we got to have another side conversation about Jeff, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll do that one after this. So, so my question was, is that, you know, we try to set up the projects, mm -hmm. You know, our account managers, and it really depends on the size, but let's say we had a, you know, a project that was maybe several hundreds hours, several yeah. hundred hours. And, you know, we try to ask the right questions, do do discovery, because, you know, one of the goals of our company is to be on time and on budget, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe they didn't realize because they came from either another partner or they didn't utilize the system the way they should. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I didn't know I could do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted to do this, you know, mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of a project. Yeah. And so... You know, we try to we try to minimize that. I think we do a really good job of it. But as people kind of see that maybe, you know, oh, so they call you up. Hey, Gino, I know we agreed upon these hours for this, but I'm, I wanted to do this. Right. Do you ever get those calls? And if so, how do you kind of handle how do you handle that? Um, I, I do. And 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 I think it just depends on what part of the project it's in. If it's early on in the project, um, you know, I'll just I'll I'll be either way. I'm frank and honest with the customer. I'll say, OK, well, we're at this phase of the project right now. This is rare with budget. It's going to take X amount of time to complete this request that you're asking for. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll be honest with them. I say, well, I see the budget's looking good right now. It doesn't look like it's going to affect the budget by taking by adding this functionality or making this change. Um um, so if you'd like to move forward with it, I'll send you a, you know, I'll send you a change request, just sign off on it and we'll be good to go. Now, if it's at a certain port, 
portion of the project, like if the customer comes to us two weeks before go live or in the middle of UAT, um, I'm certainly not going to say no. You know, I'm not, it's not, it's my, my job is, is to advise the customer and ultimately they'll make the decision. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain to them if we're, if we're later on in the project that, okay, this is where we are with budget. This is how long it's going to take to do this modification. Now you are in user acceptance testing. We don't want to be introducing large modifications in the middle of user acceptance testing because it could disrupt what you have going already and you may have to do some retesting and you're two weeks away from go live implementing something new two weeks away from go live is traditionally not the best decision to make or the not the best direction to go so we recommend going live and then putting this in place after going live so it's it just depends at where they're at in the project where they are with budget and obviously the size of the requests that they're making Oh, that that sounds sounds like a good answer. So, uh, did I re, did I reframe my question the same, Jeff? I know you weren't really listening, but kind of listening. <laughs> I was I was listening. I just like to uh, leave you hang whenever possible. So um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's. Oh, go ahead, Gina. No, I was gonna say I do have something add, add to add onto this, and this is where I need to lift up the sales team as well as the delivery team, so our application consultants and developers is, you know, we're really good at communicating at the beginning of a project what needs to be done. You know, we won't just throw an, an estimate out there without getting people who are experienced in what's being estimated involved in the estimate. So that combined with doing planning engagements, having an application consultant come on site, having developers look at a customer's existing database helps us mitigate those, those, um, those change requests or, or I like to call them scope creep events throughout the life cycle of projects. So we're, we're, we are really good as a company at identifying those. And so I, and that's, that's due to, like I said, it's due to the sales sales staff communicating with the delivery team, the delivery team asking the right questions to the customer as well. Nice. I, I like how he almost took over the podcast there, Jeff. What do you think? I think he's, he has a knack for this. <laughs> yes, I've I've noticed this as well. I think uh, you and I should be concerned. <laughs> yes, we, we're gonna. <laughs> uh, well, do you know? I I got a tough question for you. So, who's your least favorite account manager? <laughs> least favorite? Wow. <laughs> we usually ask who's your Head favorite. But, but we're probably all but, paying close. But we want. We, yeah, we all. Yeah, we, we usually ask who's your favorite, but but we thought we would ask who's your least favorite because we want Kevin Clifford's name to be mentioned on the podcast. Oh, it's it's definitely it's definitely Kevin Kevin Clifford. He talks to he calls me way too much and throws way too much work at me. So <laughs> it's definitely Kevin Clifford, and he'll know the reason. Why. <laughs> well, he's the only uh, uh, account major that listens to the podcast, so we're going to hear about that one, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will get a phone call as well. <laughs> One of the many phone calls I get throughout the day from him. <laughs> Kevin, you know, we love you. Um, you and we I'll, I'll let you deal with Gino on that one. So anyway, uh, uh, Jeff, any other questions you have for, for Gino or? Boy, I don't think so. What about you? You've got anything for him? Well, I, you know, one of the things that uh, getting to know Gino over the last year, I know, I know you're in Chicago, Gino, and, uh, you have uh, uh, a, a young, uh, a young one now. That's how old now? I do. I have an eight-month-old eight son. It, that's so awesome. It's just you know, you hear that, and and it sounds like you're getting some more sleep. 
Um, right. I, I, I'm getting a little bit more than I was before. So I'm getting three hours instead of two now. So that's, that's good. But no, I mean, he's, 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 you know, he's such a great kid. He's growing up so fast and I'm, I'm, it's so, it's so awesome that I'm able to see it. And, um, my wife has the ability to stay home with him, which is great too. I don't have to bring him to a daycare every single day. So it's, 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 it's really cool to be able to see him hit his milestones. He's starting to try to stand up on his own now. And, and to be honest, he's been sleeping all night since he was four months old. So it's, it's, nice. you know, I, I'm blessed in more ways than one. He's, he's a great kid. Uh, that's very cool. Has Chad gave give you some stuff to get him starting to learn how to code now, or is he going to wait till he turns one? You know, he, he, <laughs> He, he is mesmerized by anything electronic. I, I he, he likes to touch the cell phone to see the screen turn on. He When he sees me typing on my keyboard and stuff moving around the screen and my monitor, he comes up and he tries to smack the keyboard to see if he can get something to move. So I think we do have a... I think we do have a future Anovia programmer here because it seems like we're bringing... We're bringing on uh, family members all the time with, with Seth joining us. So it's... it's, it's uh, it's. I think it may be in his future. Who knows? Oh well, well, very cool. And uh, so, you know, do you have a favorite Chicago sporting team? You know, that's not the White Sox. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough question because I don't know how proud we can be of any of our Chicago teams. Uh, right yeah. But uh, it'd have to be hockey. It'd be the Blackhawks. Nice. And uh, you know, had a, they had a good run, right? <laughs> they're just three Stanley Cups in what seven years, eight years. That that was a yeah. it was a great run. So it, it, it's a great run. They need to get back on it. <laughs> well, well, Gino, we appreciate your time, and you know we have a start for the podcast. And you know, Jeff and I were talking earlier. Like we're really when we end the podcast, Jeff, we we we, we need to get some more structure on this, don't you think? You know, so should we just have like an ending, like we're done, end it like that, or should we have more of a you know a, a smoother he, ending? I don't know. You know, I think we had to put this on uh, on on Tim in the editing booth. Like, I I would really love him to have. Oh, actually, maybe we can do that with a soundboard and just have like a mic drop sound, like poof, like yeah, like you know, <laughs> like that's the end. <laughs> We're done. But yeah, but yeah. But I, I, I want to uh, uh, thank you, Gino, for your time. Um, this is our first podcast of 2020, and Ooh. I think actually, if if Tim's math skills are be are to be trusted, this is our 21st episode of the Anovia Conversation. Is that does that sound right, Steve? That is correct. So 20 number 21 on the uh, third day of 2020. So thank you, Gino. Happy to be here. Thank you awesome. for inviting me. And. Uh, yeah. Also, um, we will. Uh, um, Steve, do you have anything else to add before I wrap it up? Oh, absolutely. We we we're looking forward to uh, to having a great 2020. Uh, actually, Gino has a webinar coming up too. Gino, you want to tell everybody about your webinar coming up? Uh, yeah. So um, I have a webinar coming up here in February. Um, I think the February 11th is the date. Um, but uh, it's on. Uh, it's called. Uh, uh, Microsoft Flow is now Power Automate. So Microsoft did their magic and rebranded one of uh, a strong piece of software. And I'm going to spend some time walking through how um, Power Automate can help you automate basic tasks. 
nice. It sounds like something that Jeff used to do. Jeff, are you getting real nervous now? That's something we used to talk about. <laughs> Ooh, like nervous slash relaxed. It's nice to have more people on the team that are familiar with the uh, the new software. So I think that's that's awesome. And as always, you can uh, you can find um, what's the the latest and greatest events at by going to anovia.com slash events um you can also pull recorded webinars i'm not sure if you can get to the podcast from there steve would probably know that um do you know if they can get to the podcast from uh, anovia.com oh absolutely they, they can listen to it so when i'm bored i can just click onto it and listen to you talk so sweet uh, it, it, it's, that it's will make cool. you less bored. That doesn't seem to be counterproductive. <laughs> Got this extra time. I'm going to listen to our podcast. <laughs> and, and hear how many times I say awesome. <laughs> there is a whole page dedicated to our podcast. So, it, you know, th there is. And, uh, but, you know, I, it's when I went to a user group, I came back and I told Jeff, said, I didn't realize that uh, Flow would turn to Power Automate. You know, uh, is it Power Automate? <laughs> yeah, power automate. Yes, you know that's very cool stuff. So, Genius is coming up. I'm actually doing a webinar um, on January 9th, 20 tips to crush your 2020 sales plan. Um, so you can go to our website and sign up on that. You can follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we're even on on Facebook. So, uh, my, if you have Twitter, I'm at Walt Steven. Uh, please follow me. And uh, if you guys got a Twitter handle, now's your time to let everybody know. Um, I, I don't. Oh, I mean, I do, but I don't. I haven't posted in years. <laughs> well, well, all right. Well, Gino, thank you. Jeff, thank you. And how about that for a goodbye? Goodbye, everybody. Mike drops. <laughs>